It's a late spring day and Jill Tooth is getting a cup of coffee ready at the coffee shop portion of her store in Humiston, Iowa. The store is Snyder's. It's a family-owned business in a south-central Iowa town that's losing population. The 2020 census counted 465 people in this Wayne County town a few miles north of Iowa's border with Missouri. Still, a group of business owners has been bringing customers to town by working together, promoting each other, and the small-town feel that they provide. Here is Jill during an Iowa Watch visit for a summer 2021 reporting project called Small Town Solutions. She is joined by Linda Dawson, owner of Snips of Thread Quilt Shop and the Yard Pantry. Linda speaks first, then Jill. We've done so many different things trying to get, you know, people's interest. I can't even tell you for sure anymore what we've all done. We've had a, we've we've had a bank, a group from um, one of the banks in Altoona. They did a mystery tour. One mm-hmm. of the ladies that worked at yeah. the bank grew up in Humiston. And so yeah. it was. she didn't tell them where they were going, but they had lunch at Grassroots and then I think had two and a half hours to, you know, to visit the stores. And there were men on it. So uh, our depot museum, uh, the gentleman and his wife that will arrange tours down there, had it open for the men. Humiston was featured in the Small Town Solution Project, even though its population is not growing, because it has people working to keep the town vital. But Iowa Watch also visited some of the few small towns in Iowa with populations of 5,000 or fewer people and not part of a large metropolitan area that bucked the trend and grew their populations in the 2020 census data released in August. The growing small towns have one or more of the following factors working in their favor, and I will watch investigation found during visits to 58 towns over four months. Infrastructure, such as high-speed internet, local phone and cable decision makers, basic amenities such as good streets and lighting, and restored or replaced old buildings so that enough housing exists. They have creative businesses that attract out-of-town shoppers, but also embrace a sense of community pride that leads to coordinated business and local philanthropy efforts. They have readily available health care, adequate daycare options, and strong local schools. Some of these efforts can be duplicated in other towns, but success would not be guaranteed because each town has its own dynamics. That's according to Liesl Ethington. She's an Iowa State University economics researcher and the Iowa Community Indicators Program coordinator. Other factors in small Iowa towns that have something going for them are an aggressive pursuit of community development grants and a sense of being safe. This is Dan Wigan, the mayor of Bloomfield in southern Iowa's Davis County, talking about that. Bloomfield's population grew from 2,640 in 2010 to 2,682 in the 2020 census. Everybody, I mean, everybody knows everybody, so it's just one of them things that, you know, you're, you support your local people. And, and that probably is one of the things that kind of helped us, you know, during COVID was staying open as more people, I think, shopped locally and did things locally because, you know, there was more mandates at the bigger stores away from here and people tried to do what they could local because they didn't want to be around you know be out with a bunch of people. In northeast Iowa the town of Fayette has funds to help local businesses get started. The town will give up to $20,000 for any new construction in the town of 1,256 people. Also available from the town up to $1,000 for marketing and advertising and low interest loans for businesses. The money comes from a $1 million fund created by a donation that philanthropist David Bolger gave to Fayette. 
Bolger, an East Coast industrialist and investor who helped Upper Iowa University in town get back on its financial feet in the 1970s, died in 2018. Fayette Mayor Andrew Wenthe said the fund helps Fayette in several key areas, starting with growing local business and new housing. Like a lot of smaller communities, uh, we were finding that we had uh, some downtown businesses, uh, storefronts that had become open. Um, So we were looking at ways we could creatively uh, fill those uh, storefronts. Starting and maintaining a local business is difficult enough, but small towns have even more hurdles in the way of success. And Wenthe gets to the heart of that matter. I don't know that it's a big mystery that people are just leaving rural communities to go to more urban areas. And I think that that is in large part due to jobs and and opportunities. So if there's a hurdle, if there's a, a, a row of hurdles that we're facing, that's the tallest one by, by far. So I think that's why you see that it can be so challenging to to grow a, a main street, grow a business community in towns that only have, you know, 1,000 to 5,000 people. Economies of scale are important in a small town. So you take a need like high-speed internet. Just having it would not be enough. Linda Dawson at her shop in Hummiston explains why. We need the expertise. We need the... We need... Somebody, if if I keep thinking, and I've, we've talked about this before, when we were at our highlight of everybody being open, if we could have hired together one tech person that traveled between us, yeah, and that just, would have been wonderful. That would have been spectacular. In Iowa Watch's summer tour of small Iowa towns, we learned that several with fewer than 5,000 people but claiming vitality relied on a local attraction that brings people in to hear a story, experience the arts, or use recreational outlets. Kelowna, a half-hour drive south of Iowa City and on the edge of Washington County, has 2,630 residents in the new 2020 census, and that's up from 2,363 in 2010 and 2,293 in 2000. Krista Hirschberger, assistant director of the Kelowna Chamber of Commerce, says the town focuses on its culture and history. Kelowna is unique here in that we have a large Amish community in the area. Um, So a lot of folks are interested in in that. It's just such a different way of doing life. And so they're very interested to see how a whole community can live sort of disconnected from the modern world and, um, and, yeah, just how they live their lives. The local story is important, says Ed Miller, who tells it often as a volunteer guide at the Iowa Mennonite Museum and Archives. The museum is one of many buildings at the Kelowna Historical Village, which also has displays showing white settler days and local town development. I think something like this, just this building alone, is for people, for the Mennonites, to remember their heritage and to so people understand, you know, what the Mennonites are about, what the Amish are about, and we're all mixed together in this small community. And a lot of people don't understand just exactly what is a Mennonite, what's a Amish, (laughs) and how they differ and this sort of thing. Iowa's small towns lack in many things. They lack diversity unless they are places like West Liberty or Columbus Junction that have significant Latino populations. Housing shortages existed in every small town Iowa Watch visited during the summer, 
and tax bases in those small towns can handle only so much. But people still make things happen in towns like these. Those with successes that Iowans can claim do it with vision, a sense of community, and persistence. That's especially important if you're an Iowan who lives in the town where it's happening. Iowa Watch reporting in this project was made possible by support from the Solutions Journalism Network, a nonprofit organization dedicated to rigorous and compelling reporting about responses to social problems. You can read Iowa Watch's entire small town solutions reporting project at iowawatch.org. I'm Lyle Muller for Iowa Watch. Thank you for listening.